Good morning, everyone online, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Calvary Online Experience. Hey, welcome home. My name is Derek Lane, and I am super thrilled to be here with you this morning. Before we go any further, though, I want to personally invite you to come out to one of our Calvary locations for an in-person worship experience. We are one church in multiple locations, and it's not too late. It's just in our pastor's heart, but as a church, we know that there is something special about gathering together in person. Remember again, we are one church in multiple locations, so hurry to one of those locations so we can meet you, welcome you, and worship with you in person. So as our pastor likes to say, bring Lottie Dottie and everybody, and I say come partay with us. Now, I know that was corny, but I'm a corny dad who's excited about his church. So if you're in driving distance, come and meet us here. We'd love to love on you. Speaking of locations, here at our Irving locations, we have three worship experiences, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m. The 9 and 11 a.m. worship experiences are for everybody, but our 5 p.m. is something special for our youth and young adults. So if you're a teen or young adult and want to have fun, hang out, laugh, and enjoy life with some cool people and have a great vibe, the five is for you. So now, church, those are our weekday locations, but we have weekday locations as well. I'm sorry, those are weekend. We have weekday as well. We call those gospel circles. Gospel circles are small church gatherings that create communities through cities around the country rooted in the gospel. These circles remind us how accepted, righteous, and loved we are, all while meeting, connecting with people, not only in our community, but also in the same season of life. So let me read a brief excerpt from a guy named Terrence, or TJ, who attended one of our gospel circles. I believe he attended our Grand Prairie locations, and here's what TJ had to say. I have never felt so at home away from my own home in a church setting. I may not always make the Sunday service due to my ever-changing schedule, but Gospel Circles has so many days and times, it seems like there's, I'm always able to make one when they come around. I think one of the most important things I've learned in Gospel Circles is how much God approves of me. I think during this time when we are kind of overwhelmed by a sense of needing to be liked or have this many followers on social media or whatever, knowing that God approves of me makes all the difference. Knowing that God approves of me doesn't make me want it less because at the end of the day, it's normal to want people to like you, but if they don't, my identity isn't affected by it anymore. I know God more than likes me. He loves me. I am assured that this message of grace is definitely meant for something big, like life-changing. I believe that Pastor Ben, along with the rest of the leadership team, are truly delivering the message, and I feel blessed that these messages have, in fact, been specifically for me. Well, let me say, tell you something, TJ. I couldn't agree more. See, here at Calvary, we believe that you were not created to live life alone. If you're looking for a community to do life with, 
Don't miss this season of Gospel Circles, which starts this week. In a world filled with bad news, it's the true gospel or good news that brings life. It can turn your hurt into healing, turn your pain into purpose, and turn your frustration into fruitfulness. Calvary isn't just a Sunday thing, y'all. We want to do life with you. Gospel Circles are held in homes, coffee shops, uh, and multiple cities. To sign up and find a Gospel Circle near you, simply go to the Calvary app. Church, before I go into some important updates, we want you to join us in remembering and honoring those brave men and women who served and sacrificed for our country this Memorial Day weekend. We honor them. Now, if you haven't heard, Calvary continues to create positive change in our community every second Saturday with our Love in Our City outreaches. We serve the homeless, serve foster children, partner with schools, and provide real resources like food and supplies to communities all over. We are also making an impact globally with gospel circles in Norway and Africa. Plus, on top of all that, we're doing two mission trips in El Salvador and Kenya. That's just this year. All over the world, we are making an impact with the good news of the gospel, and it's because of you. Please know that because of your generosity, we are able to impact the lives of everyone, every day, everywhere. So thank you, church. Don't miss out on the opportunity to live generously and give generously today by giving on our safe and secure Calvary app on calvarychurch.cc. You see, your church, Calvary Church, is doing big things. So if you want to learn and grow as church members while building relationships and community together, Grace Walk is for you. Grace Walk is Calvary's on-ramp to membership. Get to know who we are as a church, who you are as believers, how we live, live as believers, and how we change our world. Sign up for Grace Walk today. We meet in person the second Sunday of every month, and you can always learn more at calvarychurch.cc or our Calvary app. Church, wherever you're watching from, we believe that you are watching for a reason. Our lead pastor, Ben Daly, opens every one of his messages declaring that those listening would have eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to receive, and a heart to confess all the good things that Christ has provided for you. And that is our prayer for you. Well, all right, y'all, we're about to head into this week's worship experience in the series, The Other 316s, a powerful series that takes you on a journey through your Bible with new covenant revelations that speaks to what's going on right now. If you missed last week, go back and check it out. But until then, we want to make sure that you're all caught up and ready to go into today's message. Check out this short recap of last week. See you soon. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You know what I love about that old, old hymn that we don't sing very often anymore is that the writer calls praying a privilege. And I think it's because Jesus is a friend 
that you can pour your heart out to. You can have that heart-to-heart -heart talk. You can confide in Him. And you don't have to speak in perfect sentences, and you don't have to have all the right words, and you don't have to follow some religious formula. You can just simply pour your heart out to Him. In the New Testament, we're called over and over again to persevere through hard times. But that call to perseverance is never, never given in a vacuum of human effort or human dependency. We're never to be ultimately dependent upon our own power, our own strength, or even the strength of others. We're to be radically dependent upon Christ because he's the only one who is faithful 100% of the time. As a matter of fact, faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. The Bible even says this. Oh, this ought to encourage you. When you are faithless, he remains faithful.
faithful to this. All your promises surround me, Lord. All your goodness, it surrounds me. Throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms make way for spring. In every season, from where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your good. Oh God, the evidence 
I think we can all agree that this season has been a little different, has been a little unique. I think we can agree that these past few weeks have been difficult. And maybe you're at a place where you're seeing everything going on or you're seeing things going on in your life. And maybe you're at a place where your hopes have been crushed. Maybe the constant ups and downs of life have caused you to stop dreaming. Perhaps a series of problems have shattered your dreams and left you with a bleak and a dark future. Maybe you're saying to yourself today, it's over for me. Maybe you feel like you've lost your purpose, that things are never going to get better and that the best years of your life are behind you. Maybe you feel like as soon as you start working on one thing, this blows up. I was recently watching some older messages here at Calvary and one from January of this year stood out to me. My dad, Pastor Ben, said, our time of restoration is here. We have a right 
to expect more than before in our marriages, in our families, in our health, in our finances. If you look at the word restore, it starts with four simple letters. R-E-S-T, rest. In other words, restoration comes as you rest in Christ and in his finished work. So how do you rest in the finished work of Christ? By simply believing that all the work to save you and keep you eternally forgiven, to keep you eternally righteous, and to keep you eternally blessed, it's already finished. Let me say it like this. Once you believe that Jesus has finished working to save you and to keep you from sin, my God, you can rest. I said, once you, believe, once you believe that Jesus has finished working to save you and to keep you from, you can rest. Pastors and elders, if you could do me a favor and come forwards now. We want to pray for you. Why is this important today? Because there are many, many voices telling you that you have to work for God's approval and acceptance and favor before he'll bless you as if as if the work isn't finished Ephesians 1 3 says praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ another one says celebrate Jesus who has blessed us in the heavenly spiritual realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ notice that it says God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Meaning what? It's already done. Good news, you are already blessed today. It's wrong to think that you can do anything to finish what Christ has already finished. And when you try to do so, you fall into unbelief. So today in this moment of worship, let go of your self-efforts and simply rest in the truth that whatever the blessing you need, restoration peace believe it rest in it and see his blessings manifest in your life you aren't moving towards victory today you're coming from victory you aren't trying to win today you're celebrating that you're already a winner you aren't pursuing your goals you're celebrating one I don't know if you've experienced loss in your life, or maybe you know someone that has. Is there an area in your life where you're believing for God's restoration? If so, after I pray and we continue in worship, come forward, please. Allow our elders, allow our pastors to pray with you today. I wanna to speak a blessing over you. Close your eyes, lift your hands right now, receive this. In the name of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Therefore, you're entitled to covenant favor. The favor of God surrounds you everywhere you go and in everything you do. Expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation in your life. Never again will you be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon you. It profusely abounds in you. 
God is a God of restoration and he's able and he's willing to restore whatever you've lost in your life. Rest in him and humbly look to him for your restoration. I declare more than before over every area of your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's continue in worship. You can come forward for prayer now.
said you were mine The enemy thought he had me But Jesus said she is mine The enemy thought he had me But Jesus said you are mine The enemy thought he had me But Jesus said Camp is here. Get ready for a safe, fun, gospel center camp for your children, grades 1st through 5th. Join us Friday, July 22nd for Camp Calvary Waco Season 2. Cost is $30 per child. To register or to sponsor a child for kids camp, go to the Calvary app or calvarychurch.cc. Students, Saint Camp is an all-inclusive summer getaway for you and your friends. If you're in 6th through 12th grade, we want to invite you cases and hospitalizations. Rare emergency action. The economy shrinking. We're in recession. Violence against peaceful protesters. The Fed taking emergency action today.
Well, good morning, Calvary Church. It sure is good to worship with you at this 9 a.m. worship experience here at our Irving location. Uh, can we do this real quick? Can we put our hands together this Memorial Day for all of our guests in the house? Thank you for being here. And those of you online as well, we're glad you're here. If you're a guest in the house, we have a special gift for you. Our hosts are making their way uh, up the aisle with a, a little card in their hand. Uh, when you take that, if you can just scan that card, fill that little, that little piece out, take it to the Welcome Center, and we have Calvary's brand new album, Declarations, for you as a special gift. We just want to honor you. As our hosts are making their way up the aisle, I want to just take a moment. On Monday, May 30th, 2022, Americans across this country will celebrate the brave service men and women who died defending our country. Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial start of summer. Often a weekend filled with family get-togethers, pool parties, parades, and backyard cookouts. But the true meaning of Memorial Day is a much more solemn occasion. It's a day of remembrance to honor the sacrifice made by the men and women who have died during their service in the United States military. Whether you celebrate by hosting a backyard barbecue, a get-together, or having a simple and intimate moment of silence with your loved ones, as we will do. Memorial Day is a special time to honor America's history and commemorate the brave courage and honor of our troops. Even though Memorial Day is a time to celebrate the freedom we have in America, we should never forget that that very freedom came at the expense of brave heroes who lost their lives fighting to protect it. So Calvary Church, if you can do me a favor, let's take a moment of silence to remember our fallen heroes. In a remembering state of mind, the heartbreaking tragedy of 19 innocent children and two teachers being killed by an 18-year-old gunman in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School has deeply saddened all of our hearts. Our pastors have asked that we as a church join with thousands of other churches today in Texas and that we take a moment in our worship experience and pray for the shattered lives of families, friends, teachers, and classmates who must now find the strength and the courage to face the days, the weeks, and the years ahead. Calvary Church, would you pray with me? 
Father, today we pause in this service to recognize your preeminence above all, to call upon your peace to be manifested in the hearts and lives of those that have been affected by this tragedy, to bring hope where only you can bring hope, to bring courage to face tomorrow for so many people that have been devastated by this tragedy. Lord, we place these families, these people that have been impacted into your hands to care and to strengthen and to bring a peace that passes human understanding. Even in the hearts of these kids, may this peace that passes even their understanding guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Calvary Church, for taking a moment. Cade, I know that we've got a lot going on and uh, we want to talk about some things that are upcoming. Could you swing at some of that for us this morning? I want to show you a short video in a moment, but before I do that, I'm so excited about Gospel Circles, our yes. summer season launching this week. That's right. Uh, we have eight weeks of Gospel Circles, and there are tons that you can sign up in. If you look to your left and right at people around you, those are the people hosting these. So these aren't extra super duper qualified crazy people who have years of experience. These are groups of people that have conversations about the gospel. That's, That's right. all it is, is That's you right. watch a short video for about eight to ten minutes and then you just talk about the gospel and what it's doing in your life. You can see behind me some of our favorite gospel circle moments, some, some amazing things that we've captured uh, through them. It's so easy to sign up. All you have to do is go to the Calvary app or go to calvarychurch.cc. If you tap gospel circles, you can enter in your zip code of either your workplace or of your home, wherever you want to be closest to. And it's going to show you a few gospel circles near you. It's going to show you if it's kid-friendly, if you have kids. Uh, it's going to show you the time, where it's at, everything. All you have to do is sign up for one, and then the host of that gospel circle is going to get in contact so with you. That's right. There are a lot of full ones already, so make sure you sign up for one. Uh, check out this short video to show you some more information. Gospel circles are starting in just a few weeks. If you want to attend a gospel circle, you can sign up easily on the Calvary app or calvarychurch.cc. Gospel circles are a great way to find community and grow in grace at Calvary. These casual gatherings provide a safe place for real conversations about what it looks like to live out our faith in the world. To sign up, go to calvarychurch.cc or the Calvary app. Tap gospel circles, then enter your zip code and pick which gospel circle fits your schedule. Life doesn't truly happen in rows, it happens in circles. Sign up for a gospel circle today. Well, Calvary Church, I get the great privilege almost every single week to bring some updates to you to let you see the impact that you're making as a church. And this week is no different. Uh, we, we, we give you these global missions update that we are a part of, and you'll be hearing that in the next few weeks. But I wanted to give you some local updates right here. Uh, we have a video from Family First, which by the way, Calvary Church, you are their largest supporter. So when you hear him talk, just understand y'all are helping this ministry in a phenomenal way. Before I go to that video, I also want to let you know that we partner with an organization called Dallas Metro. And this is an organization that, that goes into uh, 
at-risk communities. There's feeding programs, there's education programs, they do camps throughout the summer. Calvary Church, you are a huge part of that ministry. Your support is. So here's what I want to do very quickly. As you prepare your giving this morning, I want you to take a look at this video uh, from Family First. Take a look at this. Greetings to all of our heroes at Calvary Church and that great visionary pastor, Ben Daly. We love you so much. We're so thankful for all that we're able to do because of your prayers and your support. We have been busy since our last update. We've been traveling all over the state of Texas, going into churches, recruiting families to step up and foster, adopt, and provide respite care for many children in the state of Texas that need a forever family. We wanna make you aware of some very exciting things that are happening right now. First off, July 28th through the 31st, we are going to be co-hosting Launch Camp 2022. Here is Ashley Wilkes, the Executive Director of A World for Children, talking about Launch Camp. Hi, I'm Ashley Wilkes, Executive Director with A World for Children. We are so excited to partner with Pastor Kyle, the North Texas District, and Families First to bring back Launch Camp for our foster teens. The camp is four days of inspiration, learning, and most importantly, unity. At the end of this camp, we want all of our children to know that they not only have the support of our staff and volunteers, but also a family that they can always call if they ever need anything. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. We are so excited about Launch Camp. You know, many times we're not able to show the faces or tell the stories of many of the children we're able to rescue, but we had a miracle happen this past week. A young lady by the name of Vanessa got adopted at the age of 17. And we're excited because Vanessa is gonna be coming to Launch Camp this summer because of the generosity of heroes like you. Thank you so much for all that you do to protect the unprotected. We are excited about the future. We are excited about rescuing as many children as possible. And it is all because of heroes like Calvary Church. You can put your hands together. That's a great update to let you know what you are a part of. We're so glad to partner with this organization and to truly. And here's what I love about not just our pastors, but our church. You know, there's so much that goes into just talking about issues. And it's important. We need to discuss. But at some point, there has to be action. In Calvary Church, you're a church of action where we are tangibly, it's what we're showing you every week, tangibly making a difference in the lives of real people. So thank you for allowing us to do that. As, as you're preparing your giving, you can give a couple ways. You can give digitally, which a lot of you have. Thank you to those that have recently signed up for reoccurring giving. That really helps us, especially as we come to the summer months and just planning ministry and preparing. Thank you for doing that. Uh, you can give with that envelope directly in front of you. You know, I thought it would be appropriate just to give you this one thought before we have our host wait on us for this morning's generosity opportunity. Here's the thought. Being Memorial Day, I want you to think about this reality. Anytime somebody has a right for anything, it's because somebody took responsibility. Somebody gave that person a right. I know there's a deep truth in that and you can process that later. But think about that with Jesus. Why do you have the right to freedom, to life? 
because Christ took responsibility for us. Well, that plays out even with what we just honored with Memorial Day. We have a Bill of Rights. We have a country because somebody paid for those by stepping up and taking responsibility. And I think when we come to moments like this, we look at families that have been impacted, we could hear that in a tangible way, lives are being changed. Well, why is that? Because there's a church that takes responsibility. And Calvary, you are that type of church. And I want to thank you in advance just for getting up under the weight so that other people can stand on rights because you got up under responsibility. Go ahead and hold your generosity in your hand. Let me speak a blessing over you. Father, today... We simply recognize that we get to be participants in not just declaring your gospel, but we're participants in demonstrating your gospel in a tangible way with a tangible gift. Thank you, Father, that moments like this aren't so somehow we could come up under your love and acceptance, but because we are loved and accepted, we simply come to moments like this by faith and we thank you that we could take responsibility and change the lives of so many people as a result. Father, bless this offering. Bless both the gift and bless the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless your church as you give. for Calvary worship y'all thank you for leading us pastor Ethan each and every week here's what I want you to do I'm gonna put 60 seconds on the clock just before you stand up take a look around this is what heaven's gonna look like y'all we are one of the most culturally racially generationally diverse churches around here this doesn't happen everywhere so here's what I want you to do and you're a beautiful church by the way Stand to your feet with me. I want you to meet one or two people. Now, you don't need to hug them, kiss them, fist bump them, and say, you look good this morning. Go ahead and stand to your feet and greet somebody.
any Christian, no, no anyone, the most famous Bible verse of all time, what do you think they'd say? John! John chapter 3. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. We all know the famous verse. John 3.16 is a widely quoted Bible verse that summarizes the entire Christian belief that God sacrificed his son for the salvation of humanity. John 3.16 deserves the fame that it's received. There are 66 books in the Bible. 49 of them contain a 3.16. So let's talk about at least a few of the other 3.16s. Well, come on down and clap, clap your hands if you're ready for the word today. So excited to be with you. We have finally arrived at the finish line of our series called Other 316s. I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have enjoyed preaching it. If you wonder where Pastor Ben and Ken are, Kim are today, you need to know that we are a multi-locational church. So today, they're going to spend time with Pastor David at North Fort Worth. Give it up for that, man. We got multiple locations, and we're doing our best, Pastor Ben and Kim, to, to just really help and support and be with them as much as we can. So it's a joy to be with you to close out this series. Now, we have looked at some very powerful 316s throughout these last several weeks. Today, we're going to end the series with another power-packed verse that is full of great revelation. So turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Now I gave you the book. After six weeks, do you know what chapter and verse we're going to be in today? Oh, thank you so much. Because if y'all didn't get that one right, I was about to go ahead and get my notes. And I was going to preach week one all the way to week six. I was going to keep y'all here to tomorrow. But because you know where we're at and how we're flowing, I'll go ahead and be merciful today. I just want to talk to you about something very important. Matthew 3.16 says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. It is interesting that while we're using this verse to end our series, for Jesus, this verse was not the end of a thing. It was the beginning of a thing, his earthly ministry. So at this point now, follow me, Jesus has existed on the earth primarily with the identity of being Joseph and Mary's son. Joseph and Mary's little boy, you know, the kid that was born in a manger. And if word got out how things really happened, there could have been some rumors in the community that said, you know that boy, Jesus, you know the one where the mama told everybody that the Holy Spirit got her pregnant. You know, you know the boy that I'm talking about. So imagine 
that when Jesus is brought up in his community, you better believe there could have been some questions and some whispering about his very existence, that he's just that little boy that's born to a carpenter in the city of Nazareth. But how many know it don't matter what they say about you, it's about what the Father declares about you. So today, as we close out this series, there's going to be a lot of renewing of the mind. There's going to be a lot of impartation. There's going to be a lot of inspiration to come out of your past and enter into the new thing that God has in store for you. So follow me, everybody. Think about it. He's 30 years old. He grown man. Everybody say grown man. We discover now that Jesus is about to begin his crusade of saving the world. He's planning to announce the beginning of this great work with a public display of being baptized in the Jordan River. He arrives at the Jordan where John is baptizing and Jesus shows up on the scene and he tells John that he too must be baptized in today's language. Jesus showed up while John was baptizing and Jesus said, I got next. Because there's something that has to happen. I am about to make the announcement. I am about to begin my earthly ministry and I got to do something publicly right here so when Jesus says I got next, John attempts to refuse to do it. John gives us implication throughout the Gospels that he feels unworthy to baptize Jesus. I hope you're familiar with that because John declares that I'm not even worthy enough to strap your sandals, yet alone you want me to baptize you, but Jesus was persistent. I've got some prophetic opportunities throughout this message where I'm just going to take a break and just prophesy over some people. This is one of those opportunities because I believe there's some Johns up in here today who believe that you're not worthy to start that business or you're not worthy to raise those kids and you're not worthy to start over again you're not worthy to rebound from a terrible past but I'm here to let you know that if Jesus was persistent for John he is persistent for you and he sees something in you that you probably don't see in yourself so just like John there is a persistent Jesus that said no partner you got to do this I'm here today today to tell somebody you got to do this I don't care how you feel about it I don't care how you feel about yourself but whatever it is that God put in you it is necessary that you take that step of faith clap your hands if I'm talking to you today you are worthy because your worth is in him. Let's look at it again. John, I'm sorry, Matthew 3.16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. I want you to see why Jesus was persistent. And behold, the heavens opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighted upon him. The heavens would not have opened if John had not gotten to the place where he agreed to baptize Jesus. 
It said the Spirit of God descended upon him. The Spirit would not have descended like a dove if he had not gotten baptized. What John was called to do was important. What you're called to do, it is 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 important. Don't let your past get in the way. Don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't let how you feel get in the way. What you're called to do it is important your worth is based upon his finished work can you imagine the spectacle that was think about it for a moment the people were gathered they had no idea what they were about to witness John had probably baptized hundreds at that point and they were most likely expecting this baptism to be just like every other baptism there's some people in your life they're not expecting much out of you because they've already categorized you but how many know you're not them and how many know that this might be the moment where something supernatural is about to come out of you it looks mundane it looks usual it looks regular this was just a regular ordinary day but they thought to themselves come on get in line those that were helping John probably expected, okay, we already know what he's going to do. He's going to dunk him down. We're going to clap our hands. We're going to say hallelujah. Then we're going to move on to the next one. They're going to step in the water. We're going to dunk him down. We're going to clap our hands. And we're going to shout hallelujah. Then you're going to take another one. And you're gonna, they're going to step in the water. We even wrote songs about it in the black shirt. Wade in the water. Oh, we got songs about it, and, and, and it illustrates baptism, but I'm here today to tell you that what we read, what occurred, was far more than normal, and I got another opportunity for you. Just like Jesus, you're not normal. You are far more than normal. You think you went through all the pain that you went through to be normal? You think you experienced all the storms you went through to be normal? <laughs> you think you were born into that crazy family? Oh, that's just me. To be normal? You think you went through all the brokenness and wounds and scars and false accusations and misrepresentations. You went through bullying. You went through depression. You went through heartache. You went through breakup. You went through pain. You went through divorce. You went through separations. You went through bankrupt just to be normal. I'm here to declare today that every single one of you in this room and those watching online, you are far from normal. There's something on the inside of you there's something that God put in you and it's time for it to be released clap your hands if you receive that today oh I know it's memorial you're gonna clap your hands today you're gonna participate today this is not a spectating Sunday. This is a I'm all in Sunday. This is a I, might, I showed up. I might as well get involved. You're not normal. There's something in you that the Father has strategically placed. And though we go through normal situations, and though the clock is normal, 
And everything around us is cycles. They seem normal. I'm here today to tell you that God has put you at the perfect place at the right time. And what he's called you to is not normal. The story that is developing on the inside of you is not normal. The victory that you're walking in, it is not normal. I want you to participate in the prophetic reality that you are not normal. The moment John brings Jesus up out of the water, the sky opens up. Not only did the sky open, but something came down in the image of a dove. It was the Spirit of God. I believe we do a tremendous job of baptizing here at Calvary. But come on, bro, this next level right here. This is different right here. Now, don't miss the prophetic significance of the fact that God uses a dove to symbolize his spirit. Remember, way back in Genesis chapter 8, those who grew up in Sunday school, those that have been studying, and even probably in some gospel circles or in here at our weekday or weekend locations, you may have heard the story of Noah when the water started to recede from the flood. The Bible says that Noah released the dove from the ark to search out to find the new world that had been created. And it says that when he released the dove on the third Time that the dove did not return do you want to know why the dove did not return because it was released in Genesis and it started flying through Exodus and Leviticus it made its way through Joshua and Judges that dove flew through Samuel and Kings and Chronicles it journeyed through Psalms and Proverbs and it flew right by the major and minor prophets and it made its way all the way to Matthew chapter 3 and it found the land that it was supposed to search for but that real estate was not a piece of property he found Jesus he is our promised land he is the new territory he is the new one that we are to live in he found Jesus the chapter doesn't end there we got one more verse to look at if you go down to verse 17 let's read it together and suddenly a voice a what? A voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Think about this, y'all. I love that God makes a declaration from heaven for the world to hear concerning who Jesus is. You know what the father was saying? He was saying, this is not the little boy you thought it was. You know what he's saying? This son right here is above the reputation that you labeled him as. You know what he was saying? He's saying, stop calling him the carpenter's son. He's my son. He's saying, stop calling him the mystery child. I know exactly what I put on the inside of him. You know what he was saying? I don't care what you called him. Today, I'm about to let you know what heaven calls him. And you can either agree with what heaven says, or you can keep fighting the reality. Here's another prophetic moment. Those that are around you can agree with what heaven says about you, or they can keep fighting what God says about you. But how many know if God be for you, who can be against you? How many know that what he says is way more powerful than what they said? I told you it was going to be worth it today. He overshadowed everything that was spoken about Jesus. He said, this is my, this is my, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
Now we got to look at something. It's not just a supernatural way in which this declaration took place. We also have to consider exactly what was said. In this one statement, the father gives Jesus two vital things. And just so you know, he gave you these two vital things also. Number one, he gave him his identity. Two, his affirmation. His identity. This is my beloved son. What did the voice say? This is my beloved son. Identity. Everybody say identity. But also, he gives him affirmation. Check this out. In whom I am well pleased. I don't care who don't like you. I don't care who you upset. I don't care how they feel about you. I'm not concerned about what they do when you walk past. I'm not really into the faces they make when you show up at the office. I'm not really concerned about how they look at your emails when you send them. I'm not quite interested in how people feel about you. You know what I'm interested in? What the Father has already affirmed. If God said that he is well pleased, it don't matter what everybody else thinks about you. In that vertical relationship, you have already been defined, you have already been called, you have already been given your identity and your affirmation. Those are the two things that only a father can give. Identity and affirmation. See, when you don't receive those two things, you know what happens? We go searching for them in all the wrong places. Don't act like you ain't never did it. Here's what we do. We search for this affirmation and identity in our career. We search for it in our social status. We try to find it in relationship with others. We try to attempt it by performing in order to win the approval of other people. Here's the issue. None of those pursuits ever end up truly satisfying the appetite because the only two things that the, the only two things you're looking for is something that only the Father can give. So every time you look for it in other realms and in other areas, you never come back satisfied. That's why religion is deadly. Because it'll keep you in the cycle of performance and you're never satisfied and you're always looking for the next thing to do instead of understanding what Christ has already done. You need to understand that this is the exact moment that Jesus stepped into the fullness of his sonship. Let me explain. The moment Jesus entered the earth, he was a child of God. But there's a difference between being a child of God and being the son of God. Sonship requires maturity. Sonship requires growth. Sonship requires development. So why do we see this gap between Jesus the child and when he shows up at 30, I believe that there was some maturing and some growing and some developing in the life of Jesus. This is why we have been so intentional. I want you to understand the need and the necessity to celebrate Pastor Ben and Kim because they made it an all-out effort to make sure that we get messages like mature audiences only. And if you missed it, 
you need to go online and check it out. Why? Because in order for us to walk in sonship, we've got to mature. So Jesus was always the child of God. But right here in this moment, at the Jordan River, his sonship was declared by the Father. This is huge because a child doesn't change the world, but a son does. This is crucial. A child doesn't change the world, but a son does. You remember Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6? For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Watch this, y'all. A child is born, but a son is given. Now let's go to John 3.16, the most popular of the 3.16s. Here's what it says. For God the Father so loved the world that he gave us his child. What did he give us? You see the difference? He gave us his son. Jesus saved the world not as a child, but as a son. When Jesus was declared God's son, he began to walk in God's authority on this earth. Here's another prophetic moment. You want to walk in the authority that your father has given you? Then you got to understand the power of sonship. You want to walk in the authority knowing that all of heaven is backing you? Then you've got to understand your sonship. You understand that before this moment, Jesus did not work any miracles. But after the sonship is declared, he worked many miracles. You know why? Because all of heaven was backing him up. Because all of heaven was on the inside of him. He, he, he superseded the laws of this earth. He walked on water. He calmed the storms. He healed the sick. He raised the dead because all of heaven was on the inside of him. Hey believer, guess what? All of heaven is on the inside of you and you too can walk in that supernatural power and the authority that God has given you when you understand sonship. Being baptized was the establishment and the announcement to start his earthly ministry. This great information that we have here, but guess what? We got to understand that the significance is not only when Jesus was baptized, but we must also understand what happened to us when we were baptized. We got a beautiful picture of what happened when Jesus was baptized. But for the rest of this message, I want to give you clear pictures of what happened when you were baptized. When you were baptized, you got to understand that we typically or usually look at baptism in the realm of water baptism. That's great. But I want you to understand that the first baptism we experience is the moment we receive Jesus. That is your first baptism baptism all believers know that when you say yes to Jesus and you receive the life of Christ you now have Christ in you and you got to understand that he is in you but we are also in him Romans 6 3 let's look at it real quick or do you not know that all of us have been baptized where into Christ 
The word baptized means to immerse. So the moment you receive the life of Christ, you were immersed into Christ. You have the Holy Spirit in us and we are in him. See, check this out. How can that be? Well, if I take this water right here, take a drink. Mmm, that water good. Ooh, that water got the Holy Ghost. Hold on one more time. Mm-hmm. That's that spirit-filled water. That water is in me. Now, if I got real crazy and decided to go out to Calvary Lake right there on the service road of uh, 161, and I jumped inside that lake, then guess what? I'm in the water. See how that works together? The water is in me, and I am in the water. I want to give you three illustrations today. I want to give you three realities to really help you understand that when you got baptized into Christ, everything changed for us. The moment you were baptized, here's the first reality I want you to understand. Write it down. I'm going to move fast. When you were baptized into Christ, God caused you to part from your old self. I'm going to say it again. When you were baptized into Christ, God caused you to part from your old self. I thought I'd get at least three claps on this day before Memorial Day Sunday because somebody in here has to understand what you have come out of because of your baptism in Christ. Here's one of my favorite verses, and we use it all the time in this new covenant setting. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. You probably know this version right here. You remember it in this context. If any man be in Christ, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. What is Paul saying here? The moment you were born again, the moment we were baptized into Christ, the old us died. I got some good news for you today, Calvary. You're not normal. You're far greater than normal. You are dead to the old you, the old ways. Have you noticed that whenever we do water baptisms, Oftentimes you hear someone say, and as you go under the water, the old you is buried, but when you come up out of the water, the new you is resurrected. You heard that before? That's biblical. That is biblical. Whenever you get baptized into Christ, the old you gets baptized into his death. But it doesn't stop there. The new you gets baptized into his resurrected life. The old you is baptized into his death. The new you is baptized into his resurrected life. Why do I want you to celebrate? The old you has been baptized into his death. Stop letting the old you come pop back up and hinder you from all the new things that God has in store for you. I don't care what they remember about you. The old you is gone.
gone. The old you is dead. Stop living in the realm of remembering and focusing on the old you. You've been resurrected with the life of Christ. And behold, all things have been made new. You have been baptized with his resurrected life. You're a new person. You're a new creation. You're a new you. You're not normal. Colossians 2.12 having been buried with him, how? In baptism, in which we were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So if you were buried with him, you must also be what? Raised with him. I've come to the realization that one of the most challenging things about living our new life in Christ is parting ways with the old us that was in Adam. I want you to understand something, that you have been made brand new. That just like Jesus, you have an entirely new life. I know it was one of the most popular songs a couple years ago, but I'm here to give you some correction. You're not living your best life. If you are a believer, you're living Jesus' best life. And how many know his best life is far greater than your best life? I told you, you're not normal. God didn't come and fix the old you. He buried the old you. You're an entirely new creation. Look at Galatians 2.20 real quick. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. I have the life of Christ on the inside of me. Whatever it is you've been called to do, understand that you are not doing it alone, businessman, future millionaire, future billionaire. I'm here to tell you, educator. I'm here to tell you, person of significance. I'm here to tell you, politician. I'm here to tell you, person that everybody's going to come to for wisdom. I'm here to let you know that you are not doing it alone, but Christ is on the inside of you. You are never alone. So why does he want you to step out on faith because he wants you to be convinced that he is living on the inside of you you're not alone number two real quick when you were baptized into Christ God made you a part of his family that's good news right there because not only am I not alone vertically I've got the father I've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me listen I got the life of Christ on the inside of me. But God wants us to know that even horizontally, right here on this earth, we are not alone. We've got a beautiful family. We were born into God's family. Ephesians 3, 26, write this one down, especially in this ugly, isolated climate. Ephesians 3, 26 and 27. So, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. What is it telling us? It's giving us a picture that we're all children of God. Our baptism into Christ makes us children of God. The reality is we must understand how powerful this truth is. We are not here on this earth alone, but we have a special relationship with the Father. What did Jesus do in Matthew chapter 6 when he was teaching us to pray? The first thing he said was, when you pray, pray like this. What did he say? Our 
Father. What was he doing? He was reclaiming this special relationship that we have with God. Why do you need to know that you're in the family of God? Because whenever the enemy tries to bring an illusion of separation and distance, you now know that the Father is in you and there is no distance between you and him, the creator of the universe, the all-existent, all-powerful one, all-knowing one is on the inside of you. You have no distance with the creator. So now, because he is on the inside of you. You are never to think that you're not worthy. You are never to think that you're not good enough because if God saw you good enough to dwell in, then there must be something powerful about you that the Father loves. There must be something precious about you because he is living on the inside of you. You have this special relationship with the Father. You can call the creator of the universe Father, you can call the creator of the universe Father. What does that mean? Everything my Father has, it also belongs to me. It means the power that my Father operates in. It's on the inside of me. It means that if there's nothing impossible for him, that there's nothing impossible for me. It means that I am totally connected to a father that loves me. I am now moving beyond all thoughts of separation and I am accepting the fact that I am one with him. This is why we need to understand the power of weekly gatherings. Because when we come together on Sunday mornings, when we rally for gospel circles, we are utilizing the gift of being in God's family to the fullest. I'm here today to tell you that if you're not participating in the local gatherings, the regular gatherings, then you are not living in the fullness of the gift that God has given you because when we get together, we get reminded that there is no distance. When we get together, we get reminded that we are righteous. When we get together, we get reminded of the power that is on the inside of us. When we get together, we get reminded that we are forgiven, that we are redeemed, that we are restored, that we have victory, that we are healed, that we are whole, that all things are made new, that we have everything we need in him. When we get together, we are reminded of everything the world wants us to forget. You're a part of God's family. It's a big deal to him. I want you to understand that the local church is powerful. And gathering with like-minded believers, it is necessary. We got gospel circles coming up real quick here. Starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. I want you to understand the power of circling up life is done better when we get in circles I want you to know that my life was changed at gospel circles there's no way that I can preach this good news this new covenant revelation without having that time spent in gospel circles understanding my identity understanding affirmation understanding finished work understanding who I am in him understanding baptism understanding what he completed and finished for me when you get into a gospel circle it is going to change your life it is going to change your family because life is done better in circles you're going to get a chance to ask questions and hear heart and an opportunity to respond in that smaller setting. This is a big deal to God and it's a big deal to us here at Calvary. If you haven't signed up for a gospel circle, I want you to understand how easy it is. 
all you got to do is just click that QR code and you just need to hit the proper buttons and put your zip code in and you'll find a gospel circuit all over the Metroplex. There's no reason why you couldn't participate in these next eight weeks. At least go to half and just participate in that smaller setting. Our pastor has a gospel circle. Thursday nights, I've got a gospel circle. Saturdays in Grand Peria, our elders and leaders have gospel circles. We believe in the power of circling up and reminding each other of how powerful we are in Christ. Here's the last thing I want to share with you today before we close and before we pray. A final reality that occurred the moment you were baptized into Christ. Number three, when you were baptized into Christ, God set you apart for his purpose. Yeah. I've been telling you throughout the message that you're not normal. Why are you not normal? Because you got a purpose. It's far bigger than you can ever imagine. You got purpose. There's something on the inside of you that God strategically placed in you that no one else on this planet can do it exactly like you have been purposed to do it. You can be imitated, but I'm telling you, you can never be duplicated. There's something about you that is unique, that is powerful, that is special. That's why I want you to understand what God has put on the inside of you. That even though you see others doing something that you thought about doing, and they may be doing it at a high level, in a high capacity because they've trained, because they've prayed, because they prepared. But I'm here today to tell you that even though they may be doing it well, they still can't do it like you gonna do it. Even though they're operating at a high level and a high capacity in an area that you see yourself, that is not a reason for you to back away from your calling and your purpose. That's a reason for you to prepare. That's a reason for you to get this revelation. That's a reason for you to gather often so that you can get a clear picture that God's purpose on the inside of you is not normal. It's supernatural. It is powerful. It is glorious. See, the church, you got to understand that you've been set apart by God for his work. You got to understand that these statements that we make, especially coming out of religious settings, sometimes they are misapplied. When the Bible tells us that we've been set apart, it means that God made us holy. Not your actions. I grew up in religion. We defined holiness by our actions and behavior. Holiness was a standard of behavior. It was the idea or the illusion that I can achieve some sort of goal and I can obtain something. And true holiness, you got to understand, it is not achieved, it is received. What do I want you to do before we close out this message today? I want you to understand that holiness is received. And I want you to receive what the Father has completed. The actions, your actions are not what set you apart. Jesus is what set you apart. His action on the cross, his performance on the cross is what set you apart. And you have been set apart for a purpose. He has set you apart for a purpose. You got to understand 
that being set apart isn't our purpose. Being set apart positions us for our purpose. It's not the end, it's the means to the end. Our purpose is not to become set apart. We've already been set apart for our purpose. We've talked about this extensively. We talked about being purchased for a purpose. We've talked about saving grace and we've talked about empowering grace. We talked about mature sons. We were saved from something, but we're also saved for something. Being set apart is not the finish line. It's the starting point. Today, I want you to know that your purpose is important. You may feel worthless like John the Baptist, but we see very clearly that he had a purpose and Jesus was persistent with him. And when he listened and when he obeyed and when he said yes to his purpose, something powerful happened. Something very unnormal took place. And I want to declare the same over you today, that when you understand your purpose, when you get a picture of it, when you get a glimpse of it, and when you start taking steps of faith, because Jesus is persistent, because he is very gracious and he is encouraging you not to give up and he's letting you know that it is not over and he understands the failures of the past don't look at them as failures look at them as opportunities to trust him because when you did it before you did it in your own power but now you've been given permission to do it again in his power in his likeness in his purpose with his identity and with his affirmation some of you today you're going to do the same thing you did 20 years ago but you failed back then but you're going to succeed now because you you understand your purpose because you understand who you are in him because you're not striving and you're not performing and you're not trying to make it happen in your own power you understand that you've been baptized into Christ and you're not alone all of heaven is with you and you're gonna succeed and you're gonna prosper and you're gonna pass and you're gonna move forward and you're gonna step into your position and you're gonna be gracious and you're gonna be powerful and you're gonna change lives and you're gonna help people you're gonna bring people out of the same depression that you were in when you walk in your purpose you're going to see people healed from the same sickness you endured why because you understand your purpose you're going to bless people and sow seeds of destiny financially to help people start businesses and make an impact in the earth why because you understand that you've been baptized all of heaven is on the inside of you christ is in you and you are in him do it again yeah all right all right all right all right you're not normal you're not normal <laughs> you're not normal when i said it 30 minutes ago you wasn't as convinced as you are right now maybe i've done my job today you're not normal you're not normal you're not normal you're you, you're not normal there's something on the inside of you. There's purpose in you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. How many know if he prepared the purpose? that he will also prepare the purposed one. That's you. You're not normal. Why? Because you're being prepared. 
you're not normal. Why? Because your purpose has been here for a long time. And just because you haven't walked into it doesn't mean that it does not exist. And just because you tried it and it didn't work don't mean you don't have the permission to do it again. Jesus with John the Baptist was persistent. When John felt unworthy, Jesus was persistent. Today, that same Jesus is persistent. He's coming back 20 years later. He's coming back 15 years later. He's reminding you 10 years later of the thing that he put on the inside of you. You thought it was over. You thought you were normal. But today, you're not normal. Do it again. Walk in your purpose. Walk in your calling. Real quick, uh, something very powerful is going to take place on Father's Day. We want to do something special. We're talking about baptism. Guess what? June 19th, Father's Day, we're having a baptism. I want you to start getting your family together now. We want to see families get baptized together. We want fathers to bring their entire homes, every son or daughter, or every person that you have influence over. I want you to start talking to them now. And I want you to say on Father's Day, we go into Calvary and we getting baptized together as a family. I want you to make a statement in your home and in your community. I want you to understand the power of us being baptized, not just individually, but as a family. You can start signing up for baptisms now. I also want you to be aware of Grace Walk. Every second Sunday at 8.45 a.m. in the Grace Walk room, you can understand that this is our pathway to membership and you can get wisdom on what those next steps are like here. And you can understand that as you come into the family, there's some beautiful privileges and opportunities and there's some powerful blessings of being a part of a house I want you to understand that at Grace Walk, you get clear pictures of what this family looks like. If you haven't gone, I want you to take advantage every second Saturday in person, or you can do it anytime online. Why am I talking about this? Because this is going to help you understand that you're not normal and that you have a purpose and God is persistent and he wants you to be a part of a family so that you can walk out the fullness of your giftings and your calling. You cannot do it alone. You need to do it in the confines of the local family that he has put here on this earth for you. Calvary, I love you. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for this amazing opportunity to understand the power of being baptized into Christ. We bless you today. We honor you today by declaring and agreeing that we're not normal something powerful is on the inside of us and we're going to walk in our purpose there's no more distance between us and the father he is on the inside of us and we're going to live knowing that all of heaven is on the inside of us we have power and authority to complete every opportunity that you've given us every assignment we're going to do it restfully with a peaceful mind and heart in jesus name Amen. God bless you, Calvary. We love you today. Have a very special Memorial Day tomorrow. I want you to know that you need to sign up today. Gospel circles start tomorrow. Find one and help the launch of this week's or this season of Gospel Circles. Let's launch strong. God bless you. See you at a Gospel Circle. Well, I'll see you next week.
encourage you to live generously and give generously. You can do that right there online on our app by searching and downloading Calvary Church CC. You can give on our website or you can text to give by texting Calvary IRV followed by the amount to 833-245-6183. And I encourage you to set up your reoccurring giving. Calvary, let's remain...
Well, good morning, everyone online, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Calvary Online Experience. Welcome home. Church, before I go any further, we want you to join us in remembering and honoring those brave men and women who served and sacrificed for our country this Memorial Day. We honor them. Well, my name is Derek Lane, and I am super thrilled and happy to be here with you this morning. Before I go into any updates, I want to personally invite you to come out to one of our Calvary locations for an in-person worship experience. We are one church in multiple locations, and it's not too late to join us. It's not just on our pastor's heart, but as a church, we know it's something special about gathering together in person to worship as one church. It's so needed right now, and it's never too late. So remember again, we are one church in multiple locations. So hurry to one of those locations so we can meet you, welcome you, and worship with you in person. As our pastor says, we want you to bring Lottie Dottie and everybody and come party with us. So if you're in driving distance, come meet me here. We'd love to love on you. Speaking of locations, here at our Irving location, we have three worship experiences, our 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m. Now, church, those are our weekend locations, but we have weekday locations and times as well. We call those gospel circles. Gospel circles are small church gatherings that create communities throughout cities around the country rooted in the gospel. These circles remind us how accepted, righteous, and loved we are while meeting and connecting with people not only in your community, but also in the same season of life. Let me read a brief excerpt from a person named Terrence or TJ who attended one of our gospel circles. I believe it was one in our Grand Prairie location. Here's what TJ had to say. I have never felt so at home away from my own home in a church setting. I may not always make the Sunday service due to my ever-changing schedule, but Gospel Circles has so many days and times, it seems like I'm always able to make one when they come around. I think one of the most important things I've learned in Gospel Circles is how much God approves of me. I think during this time when we are kind of overwhelmed by a sense of needing to be liked or have so many followers on social media, Knowing that God approves of me makes all the difference. Knowing that God approves of me doesn't, f it frees me from hate and shame and people pleasing. My identity isn't affected by it anymore. I know God more than likes me, he loves me. I am assured that this message of grace is definitely meant for something big and life changing. I believe that Pastor Ben, along with the rest of the leadership team are truly delivering the message and I feel blessed that these messages have in fact been specifically for me. Well, TJ, we couldn't agree more. See, here at Calvary, we believe that you were not created to live life alone. If you're looking for a community to do life with, don't miss this season of Gospel Circles. It starts this week. 
In a world filled with bad news, it's the true gospel or good news that brings it to life. It can turn your hurt into healing, pain into purpose, frustration into fruitfulness. Calvary isn't just a Sunday thing, y'all. We want to do life with you. Gospel circles are held in homes, coffee shops, and spaces in multiple cities. To sign up and find a gospel circle near you, simply go to the calvarychurch.cc app. Now, if you haven't heard, Calvary continues to create positive change in our community every second Saturday with our Love in Our City outreaches. We serve the homeless, serve foster children, partner with schools and provide real resources like food and supplies to communities all over. We're also making an impact globally with gospel circles in Norway and Africa. Plus, we're doing two mission trips in El Salvador and Kenya just this year. All over the world, we are making an impact with the good news of the gospel, and it's because of you. Please know that because of your generosity, we're able to impact the lives of everyone, every day, everywhere. So thank you, church. Don't miss out on the opportunity to live generously and give generously today by giving on our safe and secure Calvary app or on calvarychurch.cc. You see, Calvary Church, your church, your church is doing big things. So if you want to learn and grow as church members and building relationships and communities together, Grace Walk is for you. Grace Walk is simply our on-ramp to membership. We meet in person the second Sunday of every month, or you can go online and go on the Calvary app. So church, wherever you are, we believe that you are watching for a reason. Our lead pastor, Ben Daly, opens up every one of his messages, declaring those listening would have eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to receive, a mouth, uh, uh, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mouth to confess, all the good things that Christ has provided for you. And that's our prayer for you, plain and simple. Well, all right, y'all. We're about to head into this week's worship experience in this series, The Other 316s, a powerful series that takes you on a journey through your Bible, through new covenant revelations that speak to what's going on right now. If you missed last week, go back and check it out. But until then, we want to make sure that you're all caught up and ready to go into today's message. Check out this short recap of last week. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You know what I love about that old, old hymn that we don't sing very often anymore is that the writer calls praying a privilege. And I think it's because Jesus is a friend that you can pour your heart out to. You can have that heart-to-heart -heart talk. You can confide in him. And you don't have to speak in perfect sentences, and you don't have to have all the right words, and you don't have to follow some religious formula. 
you can just simply pour your heart out to him. In the New Testament, we're called over and over again to persevere through hard times. But that call to perseverance is never, never given in a vacuum of human effort or human dependency. We're never to be ultimately dependent upon our own power, our own strength, or even the strength of others. We're to be radically dependent upon Christ because He's the only one who is faithful 100% of the time. As a matter of fact, faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. The Bible even says this, oh, this ought to encourage you. When you are faithless, he remains faithful.
grateful for the goodness of God His faithfulness surrounds me Yes it does, yes it does Your overflowing goodness surrounds me yeah. All throughout my history Faithfulness is walked beside me. The winter storms make way for spring. In every season, from where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your goodness. Your evidence is 
God, you're so good. Just lift your hands and receive that from God, you're so good. <laughs> this this past season has been an interesting season for a lot of people. Um, this past week, I don't have to explain to you why it's been a, a different week. So just for a minute, can, can we get our eyes off the debates, off the conversations, off, the, off all the different things that we, we could be talking about, and just for a minute, just say, God, you're so good. Just, just take, let's just say an hour today, an hour out of your week to just say, and I don't hear anybody say, God, you're so good. 
maybe after watching news, after being on social media, after hearing from family members, after hearing job reports, after hearing doctors, maybe you're at a place where your hopes have been crushed. Maybe the constant ups and downs of life have caused you to stop dreaming. Perhaps a series of problems have shattered your dreams and left you with a bleak and a dark future. Maybe you're saying to yourself, it's over for me. You feel like you've lost your purpose and that things will never get better and that the best years of your life are behind you. Just when you feel like you're starting to get things right on track, something else pops up. I was recently watching some of the older messages from this year and one from January stood out to me. My dad, Pastor Ben, he said, our time of restoration is here. We, we have a right as believers to expect more than before in our marriages, in our family, in our health, in our finances. If you look at the word re restore, it starts with four simple letters, rest. In other words, restoration comes as you rest in Christ and in his finished work. So how do you rest in the finished work of Christ? By simply believing that the work to save you and to keep you eternally forgiven, eternally righteous, that work, the work to keep you eternally righteous, the work to keep you eternally blessed, all of that's finished. Let me say it like this. Once you believe that Jesus has finished working to save you and to keep you from sin, you can rest. One, I didn't say once you work it up. I didn't say once you pray enough. Once you come to church five Sundays in a row, once you give, I said once you believe that, that Jesus has already finished the work. Pastors and elders, if you could do me a favor and come forward now, we want to pray for you. Why is this important? Because there are many, many voices today telling you to work for God's approval and acceptance and favor before he'll bless you as if the work isn't already finished. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I like another translation. It puts it a little more simple. It just says, Celebrate Jesus, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Notice it doesn't say God will bless you. Notice God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing blessing meaning what it's already done good news you already have every spiritual blessing it's wrong to think that you can do anything to finish what Christ has already finished
And when you try to do so, you fall into unbelief. So today in this moment of worship, as we sing, as we just sing, God, you're so good. Let go of your self-efforts and simply rest in the truth that whatever the blessings you need, you already have through Christ. Believe it, rest in it, and see his blessings manifest in your life, including restoration, more than before, including peace. You aren't moving towards victory. You're coming from victory. You aren't trying to win. You're already a winner today. <laughs> you aren't pursuing a goal. You're celebrating one today. Church, we want to pray with you today. Have you experienced loss? Do you know someone that has experienced loss? Is there an area in your life where you're believing for restoration? If so, after I pray and after we continue in worship, please come forward for prayer. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. Your time of restoration is here. Before you come forward, close your eyes, lift your hands for a minute. I want to speak a blessing over you. In the name of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Therefore, you're entitled to covenant favor. The favor of God surrounds you everywhere you go and in everything you do. Expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation in your life. Never again, never again will you be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon you. God is a God of restoration. Ma'am, right here, I don't know your name. Receive this right now. Rest in Him and humbly look to Him for your restoration. I declare more than before in every single area of your life. Peace, over, overwhelming peace. Peace that you're going, I don't know why I got this. Overwhelming peace, overwhelming prosperity. In Jesus' name, church, let's continue in worship. If you need prayer right now, I encourage you, come forward. If you're watching online, we have a pastor there for you. Let's continue in worship. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for coming and living in and through us, your church. Thank you, Father. No longer Just like Lazarus, oh, you brought 
Center camp for your children, grades 1st through 5th. Join us Friday, July 22nd for Camp Calvary Waco Season 2. Cost is $30 per child. To register or to sponsor a child for kids camp, go to the Calvary app or calvarychurch.cc. Students, Saint Camp is an all-inclusive summer getaway for you and your friends. If you're in 6th through 12th grade, we want to invite you
fires in the Siberian Arctic this year. Dozens of migrants at this parking garage. Man-made global warming. After the stock market's volatile week. Pandemic, COVID cases and hospitalizations. Rare emergency action. The economy's shrinking. We're in recession. Violence against peaceful protesters. The Fed taking emergency action today. Good morning, Calvary Church. Welcome to this 11 a.m. worship experience. Can we do something after that worship? Can we put our hands together for Calvary worship? Man, what a powerful time in the Lord. We also want to honor all of those guests in the house. Uh, had an opportunity to connect with some of y'all. Uh, we want to we wanna bless you with a gift. Our hosts are going to make their way up the aisle with a little card. That card can be redeemed at our Welcome Center for none other than our new Declarations album from Calvary Worship, what you just heard. So you want to make use of that if you're a guest in the house. And we also want to say what's up to everybody online. Thanks for checking in. Uh, can we put our hands together for our guests? We're glad that you are here. You're looking for a church. The search is over. We accept you right here. On Monday, May 30th, 2022, Americans across the country will celebrate the brave servicemen and women who died defending our country. Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial start of summer, often a weekend filled with family get-togethers, pool parties, parades, and backyard cookouts. But the true meaning of Memorial Day is a much more solemn occasion. It's a day of remembrance to honor the sacrifice made by the men and women who have died serving the United States military. Now, whether you celebrate by hosting a backyard barbecue get together or having a simple and intimate moment of silence with loved ones, as we will do, Memorial Day is a special time to honor Americans history and to commemorate the bravery, courage, and honor of our troops. Even though Memorial Day is a time to celebrate the freedom we have in America and as Americans, we should never forget that, that the very freedom that came at the expense of the brave heroes who lost their lives fighting to protect it. So in honor of Memorial Day, we want to just simply take a moment of silence to honor fallen heroes. So join with me in a moment of silence. The heartbreaking tragedy of 19 innocent children and two teachers being killed by an 18-year-old gunman in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School has deeply saddened all of our hearts. Our pastors 
have asked that we join with tens of thousands of churches across Texas and this nation and that we pray for the shattered lives of families and friends, teachers, classmates, those who find the strength and courage to face the days, the weeks, the years ahead. So would you just take a moment and pray with me? Father, today we pause this service to remember and to honor and to pray for, lift up the families that have been devastated. Father, there's a supernatural strength that we're asking. There's a supernatural peace. It's, it's a peace that your word says it transcends our understanding. That is the peace we are speaking over these, some of these children who have witnessed horrific things. Mothers and fathers where there's no words to bring comfort, but you can. So, Father, we lift them up now and we ask that your strength is magnified, your peace is magnified, your presence is felt. We pray for all those who have been affected by this tragedy and we pray it in the mighty and victorious name of Jesus. And if there's a victorious church, could you put your hands together? Come on, church. There is a a whole lot going on. We only have time for one. Kate, I know that uh, we've got some updates, but can you give us one very important update? Yeah, this week is the kickoff, kickoff of our summer gospel circles. Uh, the Calvary staff is super excited. If you look to your left and right, the people around you, those are the people hosting these gospel circles. It's, it's people right here next to you. These aren't people with years of experience and and Bible school experience, you know, we asked everybody here to host a gospel. I'm hosting a gospel circle. You're hosting That's a gospel right. circle. It is so easy to sign up for these gospel circles. All you have to do is go to the Calvary app, uh, tap gospel circles, or you can go to calvarychurch.cc. I know behind me is a QR code as well. And you can just scan that and enter in your zip code. Some people enter in their home address zip code. Some people do their work depending on when they want to go to a gospel circle. And on there, you can scroll through and see different times. There's one every day of the week, Come except on. for Sundays. And they're all day long. There's some in the morning, there's some at night, there's some at the afternoon. And so sign up for these, and you can go, you can attend. And in this season of where we're at as a church and where you're at um, as an individual and what's going on, life can't be done in isolation. Good. It's not That's the time good. to isolate. It's not the time to pull back from relationships. Right. This is the time to find your crew, find a group at a gospel circle. If you attend one and it's not your style, it's not your favorite, don't give up. There's plenty of yeah. other ones that you can choose from until you find one that you like. Again, you can go to calvarychurch.cc or the Calvary app, enter your zip code, and sign up for one that you like, and then they'll get in contact with you. They're filling up fast, so make sure that you sign up for one. There's a quick video that I want to show you to explain it a little bit better. Uh, check this out. Gospel Circles are starting in just a few weeks. If you want to attend a Gospel Circle, you can sign up easily on the Calvary app or calvarychurch.cc. Gospel Circles are a great way to find community and grow in grace at Calvary. These casual gatherings provide a safe place for real conversations about what it looks like to live out our faith in the world. To sign up, go to calvarychurch.cc or the Calvary app. Tap Gospel Circles, then enter your zip code and pick which gospel circle fits your schedule. 
Life doesn't truly happen in rows, it happens in circles. Sign up for a gospel circle today. I get the unique privilege of coming up here and giving you, Calvary Church, an update on what you are doing across the globe. We spend a lot of time letting you see and hearing firsthand from uh, El Salvador, from Norway. Uh, we, we let you see what you are doing. I wanted to give you today a quick local update. Family First is an organization that helps place foster kids. They also work in adoption. Um, they work very closely with the state of Texas. Governor Abbott has appointed uh, uh, the Family First director to a unique panel because of what they're doing, and it is amazing. Before I show you a video from Family First, which, by the way, you, Calvary Church, are one of the main sources that sponsors that ministry. In fact, we got an award last year and we're on track this year. Yes, you can put your hands together because that's what we did. Before we watch a video from Family First, we also partner with an organization um, called Dallas Metro. In Dallas County, there are a number of zip codes that we would say are at risk, at risk kids, uh, minority communities. and. Dallas Metro goes into these communities, there's food programs, there's education programs, they do camps all throughout the summer. And Calvary Church, you are a major reason why they have funding and support. So thank you on behalf of uh, uh, Dallas Metro. Now to Family First, take a look at this video. Greetings to all of our heroes at Calvary Church and that great visionary pastor, Ben Daly. We love you so much. We're so thankful for all that we're able to do because of your prayers and your support. We have been busy since our last update. We've been traveling all over the state of Texas, going into churches, recruiting families to step up and foster, adopt, and provide respite care for many children in the state of Texas that need a forever family. We want to make you aware of some very exciting things that are happening right now. First off, July 28th through the 31st, we are going to be co-hosting Launch Camp 2022. Here is Ashley Wilkes, the Executive Director of A World for Children, talking about Launch Camp. Hi, I'm Ashley Wilkes, Executive Director with A World for Children. We are so excited to partner with Pastor Kyle, the North Texas District, and Families First to bring back Launch Camp for our foster teens. The camp is four days of inspiration, learning, and most importantly, unity. At the end of this camp, we want all of our children to know that they not only have the support of our staff and volunteers, but also a family that they can always call if they ever need anything. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. We are so excited about Launch Camp. You know, many times we're not able to show the faces or tell the stories of many of the children we're able to rescue, but we had a miracle happen this past week. A young lady by the name of Vanessa got adopted at the age of 17. And we're excited because Vanessa is gonna be coming to launch camp this summer because of the generosity of heroes like you. Thank you so much for all that you do to protect the unprotected. We are excited about the future. We are excited about rescuing as many children as possible. And it is all because of heroes like Calvary Church.
Well, Calvary Church, you can prepare your generosity this morning uh, through a digital platform, which, by the way, I just wanted to take a moment and thank you. Uh, some of you all have signed up for um, reoccurring giving. That truly helps us be able to plan through summer. There's a number of projects that we want to be able to, to get done this summer. Uh, we also make available to you an envelope if you're old school and you want to give that way. That's great. While you're preparing your giving, please allow me to have a moment to challenge you. This is one of the great things I love to do. I get the privilege of leading a group of entrepreneurs uh, right here in this church, and I get to come and watch this challenge you in faith. I get the opportunity to take you from the realm of facts, reason, and logic, and slowly bring you into the realm of faith, truth, and life. And there, this is not something that I'm theoretically telling you about. I'm living this life. So I know that what I'm saying is real. Not only is it in scripture. And so I wanted to give you this idea as you're preparing your giving of rights versus responsibilities. I know we like to claim our rights. And as Americans, we have rights. But you have to understand that every right you stand on, watch this truth, this is deep, and you're going to go home and go, oh, that was deep. Every right you stand on, somebody paid for. Somebody took responsibility for us. How about this? How about we have rights under the new covenant? Well, guess who paid for that, y'all? His name was Jesus. So I can claim the right to healing, prosperity, life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Because somebody paid for it. Now, the reason why I start here with rights and I move here to responsibility is because this is maturity. As a kid, we love to claim our rights, man. We throw tantrums in stores. Why? Because I got the right to that. Oh, really? Why do you get frustrated as a parent when your kids leave the door open and they just flippantly think, you don't pay rent here? You, you don't pay the electric bill and you're going to sit here with, right? We get mad. But your kids are just operating with like, look, I got the right. You, my parents, you're supposed to take care of me. But at some point, a child moves over into, nah, I got to take responsibility. In fact, that usually happens when kids come along and then you get to look down at your kids and be like, yeah, now you know. Now you know. I prayed that that would happen. I got kids that leave the door open drink out of the milk carton so nobody else wants it anyway I'm not here to get into that my point is my point is that was a little bit of therapy I apologize my point is when we come to moments like this hear me hear me if you truly want to walk in 30 60 a hundred fold that isn't what kids operate in that's what grown folks operate in that's by faith that's on this side and so I'm challenging you in this area. I don't care what the recession or what the inflation is. Please hear me in this. As a matter of fact, many times when God wants to move in your life, it's going to be despite the difficult circumstances. I prophesied over this church last week. Pastor Ben allows me to be able to speak into this area. And I prophesied that there are going to be people in this church that whatever it looks like on the other side of a recession or whatever, you will be better off than when you went in. In fact, you will be able to help other people. You'll be able to say, let me help you out. Why? Because I live by faith. I took responsibility. I'm not claiming my rights. Hold your giving in your hand. Sorry. We got to move on. Hold that in your hand. Let me just speak this over you. Father, today, 
I thank you for a church. Yes, we stand on the rights you have given us. But Father, we just take these little steps towards sonship, towards responsibility. So we could get up under the partnership weight of allowing the establishment of your kingdom on earth as it already is in heaven. We are a part of that. We are. And Father, as a result of that, I know there's going to be a limitless supply that flows to us and through us so we could be a blessing. Bless both the gift and the giver, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you give, church. Whether this is your first time or first time in a long time, we want to say welcome home and we encourage you to pull out your phone right now. There are so many great things happening here at Calvary. Make sure to stay in the know by downloading the Calvary app. There you can give, check out past messages, or connect to a gospel circle. Also, make sure that you follow us on social media at Calvary Church CC to get daily encouragement and be reminded of who you are in Christ. Lastly, follow our pastors on social media, Pastors Ben and Kim Daly. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you online. You put your hands together for Calvary worship. Now you're going to have to help me with this. Just look around real quick. We have a beautiful church, y'all. We are a picture of what heaven is going to be, not to mention some really good-looking folks in here that I'm looking at. I want you to do this with 60 seconds on the clock. I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want you to fist bump somebody. Tell them you look good. Go ahead. Stand up where you are. Say you look good. You smell good. My God. Just go ahead and fist bump somebody. Come on.
you ask any Christian, no, no, anyone, the most famous Bible verse of all time, what do you think they'd say? John! John chapter 3. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. John 3.16. We all know the famous verse. John 3.16 is a widely quoted Bible verse that summarizes the entire Christian belief that God sacrificed his son for the salvation of humanity. John 3.16 deserves the fame that it's received. There are 66 books in the Bible. 49 of them contain a 3.16. So let's talk about at least a few of the other 3.16s. Well, Calvary, come on and clap your hands if you're excited for the word today. Yeah, I'm excited with you. Well, hello, Calvary family. We are at the finish line of our teaching series, Other 316s. I hope that you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed preaching it. Now, if you're wondering where Pastor Ben and Kim are, you know that we are a multi-locational church. So they're spending time with Pastor David and his beautiful family and team at North Fort Worth. Let's give it up for Pastor David. I love what he's doing over there, the great things that he's doing. And if there's any parents today that was looking for Pastor Adam, he took a core team with him to Houston. They're doing some research and development at Lakewood. They're preparing for Champions Club, and they're just getting some notes and meeting some people and making sure that when they launch in just a few months, they're going to do it with excellence. Let's thank God for Next Gen and Pastor Adam and his team. Man, I love what they're doing. It is impressive. Now, we've been looking at some powerful 316s throughout the last couple of weeks. And today, we're going to conclude our series with another power-packed verse that is full of revelation. So turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew and we'll be there today. Now, I gave you the book, so I'm sure you know what chapter and verse we're going to, right? What is it? Calvary, if you didn't get that right, I was pulling out my notes from week one, and I was going to preach week one through six right now. I'm going to keep you all here till tomorrow if you got that one wrong. But Matthew chapter three, verse 16, says when he had been baptized... Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descend like a dove and alighted upon him. It's interesting that we're using this chapter, this verse to end a series. But for Jesus, this verse wasn't the end of a thing. It was actually the beginning of a thing. And that thing was his earthly ministry. Now, up to this point, Jesus has existed on the earth primarily with being identified as being Joseph's and Mary's son. For the most part, people considered him based upon that. But you do understand in his culture, maybe his community and village, there were probably many that remember his birth. So they would say things like this, that's the little boy that was born in a manger. Or maybe that's the boy, you know Jesus, the one whose mother told Joseph that she got pregnant 
by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know that Jesus. So there could have been some crazy confusion and misunderstandings about his being here. But look at what the Father does to deal with all the confusion about who Jesus was right at the right age of 30 years old, we discover that Jesus was about to begin his crusade of saving the world. He was planning to announce the beginning of this great work with a public display of being baptized in the Jordan River. He arrives at the Jordan where John the Baptist was baptized and he shows up on the scene and he tells John that he too wants to be baptized. So if Jesus was in today's culture, maybe in an urban setting, John the Baptist is baptizing, Jesus walks up and says, hey bro, I got next. We've got to do this. But while he is preparing to be baptized, John attempts to refuse to do it. And when you study the Gospels, you find phrases that give you an idea of what John is battling with. John felt that he was not worthy to baptize Jesus. Although Jesus said, I must be baptized, John thought to himself, I'm not worthy enough to even strap the, the hinges on your sandals. But Jesus persisted. See, throughout this message time this afternoon, I'm going to have some prophetic opportunities. I'm just going to take advantage of them today, and I'm going to speak into some of your lives. And if this word is for you, you just receive it, and you just take it, just like John the Baptist. I believe that there's some people here today, you're convinced that you are not worthy. You're convinced that what you've been called to do is not significant. But notice what the text says. Matthew 3, 16, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descend like a dove and alighted upon him the heavens would not have opened and the spirit of God would not have descended if John didn't get a revelation that he was supposed to baptize Jesus so because Jesus is loving and he is persistent he did not let John's emotions get in the way he didn't let what John felt about himself get in the way he didn't let John's feelings and maybe looking at himself in a downward motion Jesus persisted I'm here today to tell somebody that's feeling worthless that Jesus is persistent enough for John and he is persistent enough for you. He's not accepting the language that you're not worthy. He's speaking to you today and he's letting you know that in spite of how you feel, I need you to do what you've been called to do because can't nobody do it like you. Yeah, you got to do it, John. In spite of how you feel and in spite of what they're saying and in spite of what you heard, you got power on the inside of you and I need the heavens to open up and I need the dove to come down and you got to be the one to do it I prophesy today over somebody it's you who needs to do what you've been called to do others can do it well but can't nobody do it like you do it but we've been talking this language just like John I'm not worthy 
Is that a fact? Of course it is. None of us are. But was it the truth? Absolutely not. Today, I'm going to encourage you to speak the truth. You may not be worthy, but Jesus is your worth. And what you've been called to do and what you've been positioned to do, it is powerful. Can you imagine the spectacle this was? Think about it. The people who were gathered had no idea what they were about to witness. John had probably baptized hundreds by this time. John, listen, here's what he did every day. He probably had a formality. He probably had a system. He had those that are working with him. And the people thought that it was going to be just like every other baptism. Step in, get dunked, a few hallelujahs, a few hand claps, move on to the next one. Step in, get dunked, a few hallelujahs, a few hand claps, move on to the next one. Step in, get dunked, a few hallelujahs, a few hand claps, move on to the next one. But I want you to know that what we read today, when it occurred, it was far more than normal. Here's another prophetic opportunity. Somebody here today, just like Jesus, you are not normal. They may think you're normal. They may have categorized you as normal, but you are not normal. There's something special about you. There's something powerful about you. And I want to declare today that you are not normal. Just as Jesus, when he was being baptized, wasn't normal. You, when you start stepping into what God called you to do, it's not normal. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you went through all the trouble you went through to be normal? Do you think you experienced all the pain that you experienced to be normal? Do you think you went through, was born into that crazy family you was born in to be normal? Do you think you were born into that community? You've been dodging bullets and dodging death your whole life. You've seen the hand of God take you from season to season. You think you're normal? You think you've been through all of the shame, the guilt, and the condemnation to be normal? You think you worked the way you worked and positioned yourself the way you did to be normal? I'm here today to declare that you are not normal. There's something powerful on the inside of you. You've been called to do something it is not normal there's a story that's developing on the inside of you and it's not normal there's a victory on the inside of you and it's not normal you are not normal I'm gonna prove it to you throughout the message but I want you to make that declaration for yourself that you are not normal this is not just another Sunday you're not just going to another weekend worship experience we're starting gospel circles this week and you're not just going to another gospel circle Nope, something powerful is going to happen every time you step into the place where God has called you to be see the moment John brings Jesus up out of the water the sky opens up and when the sky opens up, something comes down. Imagine this for a moment. This great power, which according to scripture had the resemblance of a dove falling from the sky, it comes descending down and it engulfs Jesus. Now, I really believe we do a tremendous job of demonstrating and celebrating water baptism here at Calvary. But come on, bro, this next level right here, y'all. This is next level. Now, don't miss the prophetic significance of the fact that God uses a dove. Now, if you followed us for quite some time, you remember back in Genesis chapter 8, the story of Noah 
When the water started to recede from the flood, the Bible says Noah released a dove from the ark to search out and find a new world that had been created. And it says that when it was released the third time, that it did not return. Can I tell you why the dove did not return? Because when it was released in Genesis, it flew through Exodus and Leviticus. It made its way through Joshua and Judges. That dove kept flying through Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. It journeyed through the Psalms and the Proverbs. It flew by the major and the minor prophets. And it made its way to Matthew chapter 3, right here in verse 6. 16, and it finally found the new world that it was supposed to land on. But now it entered into what was about to become a new covenant. And it discovered that this new land was not a piece of property, but it was a person. The dove wasn't called to a place. It was called to a person. It was Jesus. So why did John have to do what he did? Because it was setting up something that God had planned for a long, long time. Why do you have to to do what God has called you to do because it's a part of a plan that the fathers had for a long, long time. Stop talking yourself out of your purpose. Stop talking yourself out of your calling. The chapter doesn't end there. We have one more verse that puts an exclamation point on this supernatural occurrence that's involving Jesus' baptism. Let's look at verse 17 real quick. Matthew 17, and suddenly a voice came from heaven. Suddenly a what? A voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I love that God makes this declaration from heaven for a world to hear concerning who Jesus really is. Can I make a declaration today? Jesus was not who they said he was. So at the announcement of his new earthly ministry, his father has to get involved because there's some things that the father has to do for Jesus and he's done the same for you. Today, I want to declare that you are not who they say you were, but you have been spoken over just like Jesus has been spoken over. You are not who they categorize you are. You are not the little boy who was always in trouble. You are not the little girl who was always confused. You were not the teenager that was rebellious and angry. You are not that person that only wanted to have things your way. No, that's the old you. I'm going to prove to you today why you're not who they say you are, but you have been declared over you just like Jesus. You're God's son and he is well pleased with you. Look what he does. Don't focus so much on how he did it, but we really got to spend time looking at the significance of what he actually said. In this one statement, the father gives Jesus, the son, two vital things. Number one, his identity. Number two, his affirmation. Identity. Check this out. The father gives him his identity. He said, this is my beloved son. This is my. Thank God for Joseph. But I want you to understand that this is my son. 
I'm not discarding everything Jesus has been to up to this point. In fact, we understand that there's a celebration for how Jesus was brought into the earth. But now it's time to operate in his earthly ministry. So the heavenly father now has to step in because when the heavenly father steps in, he's making an announcement that's bringing all of heaven to earth. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Affirmation, in whom I'm well pleased. See, these are the two things that only, that one can only receive from the Father. When you don't receive those two things from your Father, you end up searching for them in all the wrong places. Some people try to find them in their career. Some people try to find this identity and affirmation in their social status, in relationships with others. Some people, they attempt to discover it by performing in order to win the approval of other people. Here's the issue. None of these pursuits ever lead you to the place where you are truly satisfied because these two things can only be given by our Father. So if you need to understand that this exact moment, Jesus steps into the fullness of his sonship. And I want to explain this to you. The moment Jesus entered the earth, he was a child of God. The moment Jesus entered the earth, he was a child of God. But check this out. There's another significance. There's a significance between being a child and a son. Sonship requires a level of maturity. He came in as a child. But he matured into a son. This is why Pastor Ben and Kim have spent so much time. They've been intentional about teaching series on maturity as we started off this year. And if you've missed any part of it, you need to go online and check it out. So Jesus was always the child of God. But right here at this moment in the Jordan River, his sonship was declared by the father. This is huge. You know why? Because a child doesn't change the world, but a son does. Remember Isaiah chapter 9? We'll read it real quick. 9, 6 says, for, uh, for to us a child is born. To us a child is born. To us a son is given and the government will be upon his so shoulders a child is born but a son is given now let's take a look at john 3 16 it says for god the father so loved the world that he gave his what son there it is right there jesus saved the world not as a child but as a son when Jesus was declared God's son, he began to walk in God's authority right here on the earth. That's why when we see these things that are happening in his life, understand that Jesus did not perform miracles before this event. But after this moment right here, he performed many miracles. I want you to know that God wants you to understand who you are so you can step into the reality of knowing that you have his power right here on earth. Jesus had heaven backing him and the power of God working through him. I want you to understand that just like Jesus, you got all of heaven backing you and you've got the power of the Father working on the inside of you I told you you're not normal Jesus was extremely significant 
or the baptism of Jesus was extremely significant because it was the establishment and the announcement of the start of his ministry here on earth. And while that's great information, y'all, I want you to understand what happened to Jesus when he was baptized was amazing. But we must also understand what happened to us when we were baptized. Now we got to talk about a few things real quick. We know that water baptism is our public profession of what has already occurred in us when we receive the life of Christ. It's just a picture. We call it pictorial. It's the picture of what happened to us spiritually. And while water baptism is usually the baptism that we often refer to when we use the word baptism, we associate it with water, I want you to understand that your first baptism that you experienced, it was the moment you received Jesus, and it was not a baptism of water, it was a baptism into Christ. All believers... You got to understand that when you said yes to Jesus, that you now have Christ in you. Christ is in us. But what so many fail to realize is that not only is he in us, but we are also in him. Romans 6, 3, we're going to teach for a little while, but I want to prove to you that you're not normal. normal uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 3, or do you not know that all of us have been baptized where? Into Christ Jesus. To baptize means to be immersed, right? It is to be immersed. We receive the life of Christ. You were immersed into Christ. You have the Holy Spirit in you and you are in him. And I know what you're thinking. How could this be, Pastor? Let me give you an illustration. I'm going to take a drink of this water right here. Mmm. Oh, that's good water. Man, that's Holy Ghost water. Let me get another sip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That water is in me. Now, check this out. If I got real crazy after this worship experience and I ran out to the Calvary Lake out there on the service road 161 and I jumped in the lake, guess what? I'm in the water. The water is in me, and now I am in the water. That's just a picture of what happened when you got baptized. Not only is Christ in you, but you are in him. You have been fully immersed with the spirit of Christ. He's in you, and you are in him. I'm trying to prove the point that you're not normal, so you don't have to go through life thinking that you don't have the power that you need. You don't have to go through life thinking that you are alone. I'm trying to prove to you that you've got everything you need to do what God has called you to do. You powerful. You are anointed. There's something powerful on the inside of you. You've been baptized into Christ and he is inside of you. You've been fully immersed. I want to give you three powerful gospel realities. I want to draw a picture of what occurred the moment that you were baptized into Christ. Number one, let's move quick, y'all. When you were baptized into Christ, God caused you to part from your old self. I told you you're not normal. When you were baptized 
into Christ, God caused you to part from your old self. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. You may remember it like this, some of y'all old school folks like me. It says, if any man be in Christ, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have been what? Made new. You are a new creation. What Paul is saying here, check this out. The moment we were born again, the moment we were baptized into Christ, the old us died. I got good news for you today. The old you is dead. Stop allowing people to identify you as the old you. Understand there is a new you and you have been baptized. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. This is the mindset that I want you to have as we journey through the power of baptism. Have you noticed that when we really talk about water baptism, many people say when you go under the water, the old you is buried, and when you come out of the water, the new you is resurrected. That's biblical. Whenever you get baptized into Christ, the old you gets baptized into his death. But it don't stop there, y'all. I got some good news for you. Not only does the old you get baptized into his death, but the new you gets baptized into his resurrected life. You have the resurrected life of Christ on the inside of you when you were baptized into Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Having been buried with him, how? In baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So if you were buried with him, you must also be raised with him. Oh, I'm talking to a new covenant church today. Here's what we on the... Here's the hard part, though, as believers. As believers, the most challenging thing for us to do in regards to our new life in Christ is to part ways with the old us that was in Adam. Too many believers view their life as simply the same old life that's been cleaned up a little bit. They can be no further from the truth. Let me tell you something. You're not an old replica you're not a replica of the old you that's been cleaned up and detailed and washed up. Nope. You're a brand new you. If any man be in Christ, what does it say? Old things have passed away and behold what? All things have been, made, have been made new. You are a new creation and you're not living your best life. You're living Jesus' best life. I know it was the song of the year a couple years ago. I caught some of y'all in the lobby talking about you living your best life. Some of y'all was all over Instagram. You living your best. Let me tell you something. Jesus' best life is far greater than your best life. When you were baptized into Christ, you supersede your best life. You receive his his best life there's a huge difference between something being fixed up and something being brand new when you receive the life of Christ God did not fix the old you he buried the old you 
So you got to part ways to that which is old. You're an entirely new creation. You aren't a better version of your old self. You're the top of the line version of a new self. Galatians 2.20, real quick, says, I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but what? Christ lives in me. I told you not, you're not normal. You've got Christ on the inside of you. But that's not the only thing that happened when you were baptized into Christ. Let's look at our second reality. We're moving quick, y'all. When you were baptized into Christ, God made you a part of his family. For those who are feeling isolated and alone right now, I want you to know that through Christ, you got an amazing family. God didn't just cause us to part from our old self. He made us a part of something special, his family. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. So in Christ, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. You know what that means? So our baptism into Christ makes us children of God. It means that we have entered into a new family, the family of God. Now we have to realize it may seem elementary because we already know it, but you got to understand the reality is many of us don't truly believe and understand how powerful it is to be a part of God's family. Let me illustrate this for you. You have the privilege now because you're in his family to call the only eternal, all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the universe, you have the privilege to call him father. Because you're in his family now. Think about what Jesus did in Matthew 6. He says, from now on, when you pray, pray like this. First phrase, our what? Our Father, what was he doing? He was removing all distance. He was letting you know that you are no longer distant from the Father, but the Father is now one with you. Every illusion of distance is now gone. What does it mean to be a part of God's family? God wants you to know that you are one with him. I told you you're not normal. You get to call the creator of the universe Father. You get to call him Father. That means anything he owns, you also own. Anything he has, you also have. Any power that he has, you got it on the inside of you. You are one with the Father. He is living on the inside of you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom what? Come. Thy will be done on earth where? As it already is in heaven. How? Through me. Through you. Through you understanding the special relationship that you have with God. He's your Father. Let me tell you something. Once you get a revelation that God is your father, everything that the world is trying to make you forget, you'll start walking in this new level of authority. You'll start walking with a new sense of ownership. You'll start living with a new sense of clarity. You'll start walking with a new sense of awareness where God is giving you. You'll stop speaking the language of lack. You'll stop looking isolated, feeling isolated. You'll stop worrying about what other people think about you. You'll understand that you already have his identity and his affirmation. You start understanding that you're not normal. You'll start understanding 
understanding that what he says about you is far greater than what they have to say about you once you get a revelation that you're in the family of God and that he is your father that you lack no good thing he provides for you all your needs are met you have more than you ever thought you had there are windows in heaven there are storehouses that are open for you that you don't even know about because your father is so careful that he's got provision from you in places you don't even know about yet when you understand that you are a son you walk with a new flavor you walk with a new swagger you walk with a new confidence you walk with a new sense of awareness I told you you're not normal one of the greatest blessings of knowing what it means to be a part of God's family you walk with this sense of awareness you understand that you have a special relationship with the Father. You understand, Calvary worship keeps telling us, they're trying to remind us that we can come boldly. We can come boldly to the throne. We have this access to God. We're no longer on the outside looking in, but the Father's on the inside of us. You need to understand that being in the house, the local church is important. It's a big deal to God. See the picture of the local church as a direct resemblance of your being baptized in Christ. Understand that when we gather with other like-minded believers, whether it's a Sunday morning on the weekend worship experience or gospel circles, our weekday locations, understand that you are utilizing the gifts of being a God's family to the fullest when you are isolated and when you refuse to gather, you are missing out on the fullness of all the gifts that God is giving you as a son. Let me talk about gospel circles real quick because we're launching this week. We're starting tomorrow. You've heard it said before that life is better in circles. Why? Because life is better when you know you're in a family. The QR code is going to be on the screen. I want you to just take time right now to locate a gospel circle that's near you. They're all over the Metroplex. I want to be real personal with you. My life was changed at a gospel circle. It was at a gospel circle where I was able to hear New Covenant Revelation. I was able to understand what Christ has already finished for me. I was able to key in on some realities that I was not aware of while I was living life in religion. I was able to understand the power of rest and just trusting God and removing all performance from my life and understanding that I am right with him, understanding that he loves me and cares for me. That revelation alone changed my life. But in that small setting, I was able to ask questions. I was able to chart, chart some things down. And now, because of being in gospel circles, the gift that God has given me has gone to a totally different level level because now I'm not just preaching religious rhetoric I am preaching the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ so everything changed for me at a gospel circle I'm here to let you know that your life would never be the same when you commit to a gospel circle our pastor has a gospel circle right here at this location our elders have gospel circles I've got a gospel circle Saturdays if you're looking for a place, come kick it with me in Grand Perry, right at the epic water park, man. We're just going to spend some time, 
have a gospel circle, circle up, meet people, love people, share this good news, and watch how God changed your life. Here's our final reality. We're talking about what occurred the moment you were baptized into Christ. Number three, when you were baptized into Christ, God set you apart for his purpose. When you were baptized into Christ, God set you apart for his purpose. If you spend any amount of time in church, chances are you've heard of the phrase, the church has been set apart by God for his work. And while that's certainly a true statement, check this out, hear my heart. It is oftentimes misapplied. When the Bible tells us that we've been set apart, it means that God, not us, God has made us holy. For many of us who grew up in religion, holiness was a standard of behavior. Holiness was defined by our actions, our behavior. It was this idea or this illusion that you can somehow achieve something as a believer or go. You can obtain holiness. But true holiness, it is not achieved, it is received. What do I want to do before we leave this place today? I want you to understand that you don't have to achieve holiness. I want you to receive holiness. Our actions aren't what set us apart. Jesus is what set us apart. For centuries, performance-based religion has made being set apart our purpose to strive for. When in reality, being set apart isn't our purpose. Being set apart positions us for our purpose. It's not the end, it's the means to the end. Our purpose is not to become set apart. We've already been set apart. Why? For a purpose. We've talked extensively about this. You've heard this before on this platform here at Calvary that we've been purchased, but we have also been purposed. You got to understand the difference between saving grace, that same grace that saved you and now empowers you. So you heard us talk about empowering grace. When you understand that you've been saved from, mature sons also know that they have been saved for. Being set apart isn't our finish line. It's our starting point. Once you realize that you've been set apart by God, you can start discovering the purpose that he set apart. Once you know that you've been set aside by God, you can start living in the fullness of his plan and purpose for your life. Look at Ephesians 2, 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I want you to know that there's something that you can do that nobody in this world can do better than you. I want you to understand that some of you have said to yourself, I can't raise this family. I can't start that business. I can't write that book. I can't take that step of faith. I cannot walk in that realm. 
and it's something God called you to do and maybe you failed at it in the past but I'm here today to tell you that just like Jesus was persistent with John the Baptist when he felt worthless or not worthy enough he is also persistent with you and just because you failed in the past it does not mean that your purpose was erased that purpose is still alive but the only difference from the past and now is you've got a revelation that you're a son you've got a revelation that all of heaven is on the inside of you you're not normal take that step of faith do it again but this time you're not going to do it alone you're going to do it with the help of your father you're going to do it with the help of your, of Jesus you're going to do it with the help of the Holy Spirit come on businessman don't give up do what God called you to do come on mama come on daddy raise those kids the way that God called you to do it come on authors come on writers come on educators come on millionaires do it again you've been baptized into Christ and you got all power all authority in heaven and on earth you're not alone you will succeed you've already succeeded just be faithful in your purpose he's persistent he's persistent he's persistent you said no, but he's still saying yes. He's persistent. You thought the divorce knocked you out of the out of the realm of purpose, but he's persistent. And he's telling you that even though you've been through storms, and even though you've journeyed through pain, and even though you've been through shame, and even though you've been scarred, and even though you've been wounded, your purpose did not get smaller. It got even greater because in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. In your weakness, his grace is sufficient. You got a story to tell you've got a testimony you've got something to live for you're living for Christ the life of Christ is on the inside of you and your purpose it is alive and it is going to be awakened when you understand sonship you're not normal you got power you've got purpose you've got insight You've got the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized into Christ. You've been set apart from your old self. You've been made holy by a loving father. You're a part of his family. You're not normal. You've got everything you need to do what God has called you to do. Real quick, I want to share some things with you before we leave today. I want to talk to you about baptisms. June 19th. We're going to do something special on Father's Day. We're going to have baptism. We want fathers to get their entire family. We're going to get baptized right here at Calvary. We want men. We got a gift for every father that comes. But we also want you to understand the power and the picture of taking this step of faith in water baptism. You can start signing up today. You can start making plans right now. We want families to get baptized. You say, Pastor, I don't have a family, but I want to get baptized. Guess what? We are your family. You're going to still get baptized with your family. And we want you to get that information because it's going to be a powerful day of baptisms here at Calvary on Father's Day, June 19th. Also, I want to talk to you about Grace Walk. When we talk about family, when we talked about being baptized into Christ, you talk about being set apart from that old you. You're talking about joining a family. You're talking about living a life of purpose, being set aside for purpose. 
a lot of that is given in our grace walk class you start getting a clear picture of how to take those next steps in the pathway uh, the pathway for membership you start getting some things that you were confused about they start getting clearer they start defining some things at grace wall you understand who you are you understand who we are together as a family I'm telling you don't miss out on that opportunity every second Sunday at 845 in person right here in the grace walk room if you want to do it online it's available at any time but check this out you've got to get to the place where you understand the power of being a part of God's family do me a favor lift your hands real quick I want to remind you that you're not normal I want to remind you that you've been baptized I want to remind you that Jesus is persistent and he wants you to say yes to your purpose he wants you to understand that old things have passed away and all things have been made new he wants you to understand that your record does not define your purpose he wants you to understand that your past does not define your purpose he wants you to stop listening to what they say and he wants you to hear what the father has already said about you he wants you to come into agreement with heaven and what heaven has spoken over you you're blessed you're powerful you're righteous you are healed you are whole you are God's son and daughter and everything you need is on the inside of you go and live the life that God has called you to live you're not normal if you receive that today clap your hands before we dismiss today come on Calvary really receive that you're not normal yeah all you've been through there's something special on the inside of you well as you close out today don't forget to find a gospel circle we're launching our summer season right this week do that make it happen i'll see you at a gospel circle i'll see you next week god bless you calvary you are dismissed we encourage you to live generously and give generously you can do that right there online on our app by searching and downloading calvary church cc you can give on our website or you can text to give by texting Calvary IRV followed by the amount to 833-245-6183. And I encourage you to set up your reoccurring giving. Calvary, let's remain consistent and faithful in the face of inconsistency.